testing. Ooh, Uno dos trace. What's going on, man? Not much. Not much. Just. So you're go you're about to go on a flight, an uh, airplane flight. Yeah. And um, so I went on an airplane flight uh, this last week, a couple of them. And um, what I don't understand is uh, uh, priority boarding, because it seems to me that with priority boarding, the goal is to gloat like. Yeah, I got on the plane first. Now I get to sit on an unmoving plane for 45 motherfucking minutes while other people get on. Like, I don't understand what the appeal is of that. Yeah, I, I think the only appeal is that you get to make sure your bags are up in the peg check. Or up, that, up, up above in the overhead compartments, I guess. And the and assholes on first class there. or business class get to drink uh, cocktails while you, the plebes. Like me, board the board the right. airplane. No, if you're right, if you're if you're in first class, then God bless you. Fine, you have priority boarding. But having a priority boarding, where you're not up front, is like I get to be on the plane longer, and then I still got a fucking wait to get off at the end. Like they don't dismiss people by priority yeah. boarding. Yeah, I once I was once like uh, like one of the very first groups randomly on a flight, and I was all the way in the back. I just wanted to get my ass on the fucking plane, so. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So like, great. I love all this extra yeah. time I get to spend around these sweaty well, people. Spend the time on the plane, on the you know, getting ready to leave, and then on the plane getting getting the fuck off at the end. So that's pretty. It's pretty ridiculous. It's lovely. I met a I met a guy on a flight last year who was uh, a soccer fan. He's like this old dude, and and I don't know why he asked me about soccer, but I must have had something on my computer or something. And he saw it, and he's like, yeah, soccer, blah, blah. And he went into this deep conversation and stuff, and he got really, really into it. And then he fucking spilled a Coors Light all over me. I was, like, wearing a suit and stuff. It was, like, 7 a.m., by the way. We, like, this was going out to work. Well, that's the best time to drink. Covered in Coors Light. And, uh, fuck. Yeah. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know, this is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Excellent to be back. Yeah, it's good to good to have you back. I Thanks for having me. Involved. Luke did such a good job. I'm surprised you keep fucking asking <laughs> me to come back and do this. Well, he has he has issues with the uh, mic mic stands and such, so you at least know how to use the mic stands. So. Yeah. What an asshole. That's part of the reason why. So <clears throat> yeah. So and, uh, uh, we talked about my flying experience on the cold open. You yeah. were about to catch catch a big old fucking flight. Yeah, we we literally we'll see each other for all of six hours, and then uh, and then we're I'm heading out. You're going to have Luke again probably next week, hopefully. I'm going to Iceland. Uh, Ann and I are flying to Iceland for a week. Uh, we're going to uh, hang out with uh, puffins on the world's largest puffin colony and, uh, you know, hang out in Reykjavik, uh, see the uh, Argentina-Iceland opening match. Uh, in, from Iceland? In, from Iceland in Reykjavik with, like, 900 other uh, Icelanders. Yeah. Most of the population. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be awesome. There's a couple other dark clouds that are that are attending as well. So that'd be fantastic to hang out with them. Wonderful. Um, and then also do some like things like the you know classic Iceland things. Like it's really great Iceland this time of year is because it's never it's never not light and I don't sleep. <laughs> so it's gonna be perfect. I've like, noticed that about. I'm gonna you. come back from Iceland and uh, it's gonna be awesome because I will have not slept in uh, seven days. 
So, yo, we'll see how we'll see how that podcast goes when I come back. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> Awesome. Man, well, it's good to be back. I'm glad that uh, that we get to touch base uh, for one week. You know, one of these days we're going to put together consecutive weeks where we're both on the podcast. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, so, like, yeah, probably next week you guys will preview the Colorado match, maybe talk a little bit about the World Cup stuff. And then, yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to, like, literally I'll be coming back. I'll be coming in hot from uh, from Iceland. Hot from Iceland. On, uh, next time, we, next time we, we podcast together. So, Excellent. again, I'll probably be sleep-deprived. And actually, technically I'll be coming back from Colorado, so I may still be have some residual high. So... I don't need to remind you that marijuana not only illegal in most <laughs> states, but actually in illegal in the eyes of God as well, which yes, is not illegal which is the real law that matters. Yeah, well, God doesn't have purview over Colorado. It's, uh, it? it's, in, the, it's in the state constitution, I think. I don't know. That's what that someone told me. Sounds like once. something that would be in the Colorado <laughs> state constitution. So uh, uh, we're going to talk about the World Cup. That obviously MLS yeah. is on a break, which means Minnesota United is on the break. Actually, the longest break of any team in MLS, and probably no team that needs it more. Um, but before we do that, we'll make a soft pitch to you. Hey, if you like the content that you hear each week here, even whether David is here or David is here, or both Davids are here, uh, if <laughs> you think you've David learned David. a little bit about our beloved Minnesota United or just about soccer in general, if you want to continue to enjoy the high quality of content and audio we try to deliver each week, uh, consider supporting our Patreon. Even $2.69 a month helps, and all the funds go toward updating and replacing the recording equipment and paying SoundCloud website fees, things like that. So keep us going. You can visit patreon.com slash the daves i know to help support the daves you know the daves i know not the as in t-h-e-e t-h-e yeah t-h-e yes yeah it's it, yes it's it's I've, i support a bunch of other patreons it's awesome um it's a really good way to like help get you know uh people who are doing cool shit that you enjoy and if you don't enjoy it if you want us to go away um <laughs> this is a chance you give to us, vote yeah 69 69 uh you know for <laughs> we'll like two quit. or three months like we'll go away yeah. honestly we'll quit for yeah, the right we'll price yeah, yeah. You give us $69.69 a month for, like, say, six months, we'll stop doing this shit. I oh, certainly. I guarantee it. Yeah, Absolutely. We'll get, we'll get shit paid off, and then we'll just <laughs> fucking close up shop. So, um, yeah, all the great amounts, the 420, uh, 666, all those amounts are awesome as, and well welcome as well. So should we, uh, should we jump into uh, let's, the World Cup? Let's do soccer. So here's how we're going to do it. Um, we're going to preview it group by group. Um, as traditionally, we're not going to tell you every little detail I, about every I, single score prediction. But one thing too. Normally, so normally we re- review the last game. Um, yep. If you watch that last piece of shit game, you You're know that about we're the not, U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, match. the U.S. Open Cup match against FC Cincinnati. Uh, we're just we are just pretending that game didn't happen. And the U.S. Open Cup starts uh, next Monday on the 18th. So did you see? Did you see me trolling FC Cincinnati fans on Twitter? I did actually. <laughs> I did. It was it was fantastic. I, I love the response. I appreciate that you were doing that from okay. all the way all the way across uh, on the other out in on the San West Francisco. Coast, yeah. So. Well, I was lucky. I got to have it on at work actually because it was so oh, yeah, early. It was, early. It was, it was like, like in the afternoon on San Francisco. Yeah. Um, God, that San Francisco trip. Anyways, anyways. Um, so here's, <laughs> we're going to break it down group by group. Uh, we're going to tell you who's going to win each group, who's going to escape in second place, uh, who, what is going to be the game of the group, what's the one game if you catch no other that you need to make sure that you watch, and then finally, what's the one WTF element, something that we like to cover whenever we're covering anything, what's the one WTF element that's going to just destroy our predictions hmm. and render us absolutely useless as podcasters? Those four questions. Sure. you think you can do that? Yeah, I think we can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's been a. I've been trying to, um, as I'm leaving for Iceland, like at the ass crack of dawn tomorrow. Like I've been kick, kicking my ass at, uh, get my ass kicked at work and trying to get everything 
wrapped up before I left. So like, I've literally done almost zero research on the World Cup <laughs> other than stuff I've read all, like, in the last couple weeks leading up to it. Like, I haven't looked at a World Cup or listened to a World Cup preview thing in probably the last five days. So this is going to be very well-informed opinions. Well, nothing uh, has happened since World then, I No, I, I'm sure there nothing has. So Nobody was injured <laughs> literally like today or anything. Oh, good. So. I'm glad. I can't wait to talk good. about that person yeah, good <laughs> as the uh, as the, my uh, game changer. It'll be, it'll be <laughs> wonderful. Well, let's start with Group A, okay? Um, this is not a good group. No way. Anyway, this is not a good group. Uh, group A is Russia, yeah. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. Um, so we're going to start with who is going to win the group. Uh, I'll jump in first since sure. I appear to be more carefully prepared than you are. Hey, sure. time, life is tough. You know, yeah. Can I say something in earnest before we cover this? Sure. I feel like we're jumping all over. But um, from the year plus ago that we started this and even going back further to when our friendship started, like I think we both... Um, grown up a lot actually <laughs> which is uh, not just chronologically that has happened inevitably <laughs> but um, like hearing you describe your week and hearing me describe my week like we're, t- we're just into very adult things and just increasingly consuming <laughs> every moment of space and mental effort and uh, that's a, a bittersweet thing but it's very cool too yeah no and it's my I earnest like, comment of the I feel like yeah there's been <laughs> there's been a few weeks <laughs> where I've I've got everything prepped and out for this, and I was like, I was really glad that you were able to sort of take the lead on this one. So I really yeah. appreciate it, and this is all going to get all sentimental and huggy and cryy. And Don't fucking crash in that plane, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> although, if you do, that was a fine comment to go yeah, on. Yeah, all right. Perfect. So, Group A, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. Uh, the winner has to be Uruguay, in my opinion. There's no reason that two players like Edinson Cavani and Luis Suarez can't put the team on their back and carry it into the knockout rounds at least. This is about the easiest group that you're going to have. Russia, the obviously the host team, snuck in because they're the host team, but the worst ranked by the FIFA rankings team in the entire tournament. Egypt, who is unproven and has uh, uh, obviously Mohamed Salah is kind of their big dude, but he's coming off of injury, really trying to rush back. And then Saudi Arabia, who is, what, I think three spots better than Russia in the FIFA rankings. This is not a good group. Uruguay should run away with it. Any uh, reason to think I'm wrong? No, no absolutely not. I mean, uh, Saudi Arabia, um, is just looking at their roster, all their players play on one of one of three teams uh, in Saudi Arabia. I'm sure that that league is not great. Um, but you're, yeah, Uruguay, you're they have too much attacking power. Uh, they're playing Egypt in the first game, which under many circumstances would probably be the best game of this group. But it sounds like Salah's not playing in that game because they're going to hold off <clears throat> on playing Salah until he's you know fully recovered, has, has as, much, as much possible time to recover. And so... And plus, can we, like, honestly, from an Egypt strategy standpoint, your biggest game is against the would-be second-place contender. Yeah. Your goal is not to go out there and beat Uruguay. Your goal is to come yeah, to second I mean, place. Your goal, so, so why not save Salah? Their go- yeah, but their goal against – I mean, so, so the uh, Egypt goal against uh, Uruguay is going to be to not give up so – right. lose, but Manage not give goal up. differential. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I mean, you're playing for a draw. You're hoping that maybe you, it's, you give up one or two goals. Mm-hmm. If you give up one goal, you get a goal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or you give up two goals, you get a goal. Um, to just manage the goal differential, right. um, and then try to <clears throat> pound the shit out of those other two, and then teams. try to pound yep. the shit out of Saudi Arabia, actually. So, so yeah. So obviously it's gonna be Uruguay. I mean, I have a soft spot for Luis Suarez, even though he's a biter, and and but as Liverpool, those Liverpool, as Liverpool boy, um, I have a soft spot for him. So huh. yeah, it's, it's Uruguay. Well, so the the more important question here is who's gonna escape in second? Okay. So for me, I my heart wants to give it to Egypt, sure, because obviously the Salah thing I think Egypt going back is a great story they don't go often it's been a while but to see the tears on the faces of Egyptian fans when they did it awesome I we just discussed the strategy it's going to take to get them there however I'm going to sneak in a Russia there's only been one time when the host country has not advanced to the knockout stages granted that was relatively recently 2010 (laughs) uh with uh, South Africa's but um that home support and it's not an 
awful team in my opinion. Like I, I think they underperform when they're on that stage. Um, I think that I also think they do poorly by playing against primarily a European team. They should be playing African te- or uh, Asian teams, but whatever. Um, I think they're going to sneak through. Sure, I mean, there's that's a you know the strength of that home home fandom. Yeah, I mean, when you have a bunch of Russian soccer hooligans beating the shit out of other people's uh, other teams' fans. Um, that's cool. Well, that doesn't help. On the <laughs> you, looking at me, he, uh, folks listening, he's looking at me like I just fucking advocated for that. No, no, no. I just said I thought I'm they'd not, sneak through. Like, no, I'm not saying. Oh yeah, if you like that kind yeah, of thing, David. I'm not saying they, I'm not saying they will. Um, but it's uh, they clearly have a, a you know home uh, home field advantage, which is obvious. You know, most teams in the World Cup who are hosting do. Um, I mean, look at the U.S. getting getting to the knockout round in 1994. Um, yep. However, I'm gonna go. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with my heart, and I think my head. I, I mean, I think Egypt has Egypt is a is has a lot of great storylines. Um, they have a lot of players who've been playing together since Bob Bradley almost got this team uh, to your to uh, um, uh, 2010 uh, World or sorry 2014 World Cup in uh, Brazil. Um, they, they've got players other than Salah. I they mean, do. No, nobody is talking about like Mohamed El Neni. Like you know, like we, they've got yeah players. There. Absolutely. So they, yeah, obviously El Neni is is a, a standout player. Um, they have a. Um, uh, what is his name from uh, Omar Gaber, uh, defender from LAFC? Sure. Um, they have, so they have some good players. I honestly, I, I man to man, I think uh, Egypt stacks up better than Russia. Uh, and so I'm going to go with my. And I think I think Salah comes back. I think Salah's got something to prove. Um, I think you know if he if he gets out to the knockout round and he maybe steals a game, they steal a, 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 the round of 16 game and get to that quarterfinal. I mean, like maybe puts him in the conversation for the Golden Boot, depending on that's, what Ronaldo and Messi do. That's way too so, lofty. So I think I think uh, I, I got I got to go with Egypt. I gotta that's go with way Egypt. too lofty. Yeah, that's fair. But I think <laughs> that, that that makes the game of the group in my mind has to be Egypt versus Russia. I think those are the two teams that are playing for second in my mind, and I think the outcome of that game likely decides the outcome of who it is. Absolutely. I would I mean with Salah being injured, if Salah wasn't injured, I would say maybe Egypt Uruguay would be a great game just it's the first game of the one of the first games of the group. Um, it's you know for it's Liverpool legends basically going up against each other, uh, although not directly, but yeah, I can't I can't argue that Egypt versus Russia is the game to is the game that matters the most in this group. Well, so do you have one WTF element that's just going to blow any of our predictions out of the water? Well, honestly, I think it's we have the same one. It's uh, Mo Salah. Like what he does like how does he, he come back? From how does he injury? come back? When does he come back? Does he is he able to be full strength? Mm-hmm. Um, is he playing? You know, obviously it's a shoulder, but is is that pain too much for him? Mm-hmm. Clearly, it was too much at a uh, Champions League final, and mm-hmm. I can't imagine that you know how much would keep you out of a Champions League final. Right, playing that's a pretty, in, you're one pretty high players, stage. Yeah. One of the best players in the world. So, yep. so yeah, I kind of you know just based on you know I would say Mo Salah, obviously. Right, <laughs> and the question is what what can the team do without him? You know, we talked we just touted hey they've got talent behind Mo Salah. Now we're saying, boy, without him, though, that's not enough. So, you know, what can they do sure. without yep. him if that's the case? So, Group A, there you have it. Um, yep. We've got Uruguay coming out and then uh, a little, little bit of discrepancy on who's coming in second. Group B, uh, a little bit more interesting in my opinion. Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iran. Iran, Iran. <coughs> how do you like to pronounce it? Iran, I think, or Iran is how uh, Karazi. I would say Iran. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Iran. Karazi would know. Karazi yeah. is yeah, he's from Iran. Iran, so <clears throat> Okay. It's like a yeah, like a Karazi right in correct <clears throat> us. Yeah, please do. Don't please don't do that. <laughs> it's uh yeah, we need a like a complaints box or like a corrections no, we don't. box for people. <laughs> no, we don't. So, uh who who wins the group? This one's probably a little bit more competitive at the top. Uh who do you think? I'll start with you. You know, honestly, um I think Spain. Um I think David De Gea is probably Pound for pound, the best goalkeeper in the world right now. Um, I know. Did you just say Neuer? 
No, I said David De Gea. Oh, sorry. Uh, Neuer has been hurt for a long time, and he's True. not played for a long time. So the best informed goaltender in the world right now, for my money, is probably David De Gea. Okay. And you've seen David De Gea stand on his fucking head and save games for Manchester United. Yes. Um, he's got a much better uh, attacking core in front of him in Spain. Um, I think, you know... I think I don't. I really like Morocco a lot. I think Iran is just happy to be here. I don't think they're going to put up a fight against either Spain or Portugal. Morocco is a, is they're they're a little bit of an X factor in terms of uh, they might be able to steal a point from one of these two big teams. But honestly, I think Cristiano Ronaldo is clearly pissed off about you know his fate right now in Spain and Real Madrid. I think um, Portugal generally shits the bed uh, in big tournaments, but for the exception of Euros a couple years ago, and even then. They uh, they finished third in their group, to and then you know won a couple of knockout games on PKs or you know ridiculous things. Um, I think Spain is the easily the best team in this group, and I think they win this group fairly handily, actually, as a matter of fact. See, and I don't even have them winning, although certainly <laughs> among this group, Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iran, you have to go with Portugal or Spain in the top sure. position. Yeah. I have Portugal. They won the Euros two years ago. Now that was not pretty. Don't don't make this up to be like I'm kissing. Uh, Portugal. I almost said Portland. Uh, <laughs> Portugal. Yeah, please don't get for anything. Like, like it wasn't pretty, and I don't think in the Euros two years ago that they won a game in stoppage time until the semi, or I'm sorry, uh, before stoppage time, like in regulation. I don't think they won a single game in regulation until like the semis. Yeah, I think so. So it's not like they were convincing either. Um, that said, uh, I, I think they win the group. Um, my biggest re- reason for that, other than having Cristiano Ronaldo, which is no bad thing, is that I, Spain... Spain is not the same team that were from 2008 to 2012. Um, they've shit the bed in the last couple of major tournaments, I, I, and I haven't seen enough to say, yep, they're back in form, other than their roster. The roster looks on paper great. That hasn't added up to performance in the last couple of tournaments. So Sure, yeah. Whatever. So, uh, anyways, who escapes in second then? I guess we've got flip sides of the same <laughs> Yeah, prediction. I mean, I th- it's Portugal, I think. Um, I, again, I, I like Morocco a lot as a team. Um, they, but I think they just have, I think, you know, Portugal just has too much firepower for for the likes of Morocco. And, again, uh, you know, Iran's just happy to be here. Right. So I, I have Spain, obviously, the flip side of that. I just said it's hard to, you know, they don't they haven't mattered on the international stage in the last two cycles. But, like, they're ranked 10th in the world. They have a great defense with a captain like Sergio Ramos. They have stars like Isco and uh, Diego Costa. So, I mean, and plus more even to the point, who else from this group is a relative challenge to them? It's just it's just not there. So, um, what's the game of the group then? Um, <clears throat> I think it's you know again I think you know just be this is more this is mostly like a two a two team group. I think you gotta say the, the game against uh, Portugal and Spain. Sure. Um, you know that d- determines a lot in terms of who faces uh, potentially Brazil or Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, you know so I think both teams are gonna win that game for sure. Um, if you know. Ideally, if, if Morocco, you know, again, said they, hopefully they put up a fight, but I don't, I just don't think it's possible. So yeah, I, I don't see a whole lot of competition for that second spot. So it's got to be the top two teams playing against each other to determine seeding and just to have some fucking watchability. It'll be a good game to watch. Yeah. So the one WTF element that'll destroy our predictions. What do you think? Um, so I, I speak. I'm talking about Morocco a bunch and uh, their attack. So let people think about those sort of these African and, and uh, 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 Asian teams as. Um, Defense first, you know, counter. Um, Morocco is a team that actually fucking attacks. And they score goals. And they have the Moroccan Messi. Uh, it's Hakim uh, Ziyech. Um, he plays for, uh, he plays in the Eredivisie. Um, and so, you know, obviously he scores a lot of goals for them. 
just because that everybody scores a lot of goals in the Eredivisie. Um, he's a guy who he's left-footed, just like Messi. Um, he's small. He's fleet. He's very much kind of in that Salah mold. Uh, and I think you know if he finds finds a rhythm, he could be probably one of the breakout stars of the tournament, as in someone who is getting a big contract or a big look from you know other likes of uh, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Um, maybe you know, uh, you know, a, a bigger Premier League team or a bigger uh, Bundesliga team. And if he scores some goals, he could fuck up some things and knock um, either Portugal, probably Portugal, but maybe even Spain out of the tournament. So it's an interesting point that should not go overlooked: is that there's a lot more at stake than just your performance here in this tournament. That teams, club teams, tend to way, way overvalue tournament performance like this sure. when they're looking for players, scouting players, especially and va- valuing especially those big, players. Big tournaments like the World yes, Cup. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, it, it turns out what you're going to get a three-game sample, and people are going to see him and say, "Wow, he lit it up," and they're going to give him a big contract, and then naturally things will regress toward the mean, and he'll be good, or he'll be shitty, or he'll be whatever it is. But so much riding on folks' contract and stuff right now too. So keep an eye on that. Uh, my WTF element is that uh, <laughs> Portugal has a habit of shitting the bed. I was touting them for winning Euros two years ago, even though it didn't look pretty. Well, two years before that, they fell out of a group that included the United States in the World Cup. So uh, Portugal is a team that can have a habit of shitting the bed, and they're, they don't have the depth and the top-to-bottom front 11 pedigree of someone you ex- sincerely expect to win the thing. Mm-hmm, sure. um, they've got Cristiano Ronaldo, steals a lot of headlines. Beyond that, it starts to get thin fast. Very, so very thin. That that's a problem for so. them. So that could totally screw it up. And maybe if they have the same complacency they did last World Cup, you open it up for a Morocco or something like that. Sure. All right. Let's move on to Group C. We got France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. My group of death. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty tough group. It's uh, a sneakily tough group because yeah. a lot of people don't fancy like Peru and Denmark. They don't think about them when they think about yeah. great sides. <clears throat> These are top dozen ranked teams. Sure, and Australia is like they moved they moved away from uh, Oceania to to the they opted in to play in the Asian Confederation so that they could right. play and they finished third in their group yeah. with 19 points, that's four points more than South Korea, which finished mm-hmm. second in their group. And so they had to play Syria in a uh, in a mm-hmm. uh, two legged uh, playoff. It's been to their competitive <clears throat> advantage. I yes, mean, whether absolutely. it's an easier route to the World yeah. Cup or not. Clearly it's not. No. But it's going to keep them sharper. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I think, you know, who's going to win this group? It's, it's going to be France. France is clearly uh, the, the, the class of the side of this, of this group. But, I mean, both Peru and Denmark and even Australia have some players uh, in this team who could shock uh, a France. If France doesn't show France needs to show up and play. We saw when they played the uh, U.S. men's national team um, last Saturday, actually, uh, that a bunch of young kids from the U.S. The U.S., they 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 bunkered. They played really good defense, and they hit him on the counter right before half. And you know France eventually came back to get that tying goal. But you know that France was playing their A lineup. They were playing their World Cup lineup with Griezmann, uh, Pogba. If Pogba you know checks out, I norm- he normally doesn't check out uh, during you know during French uh, play. You know, Man United is a whole other issue. Um, but if he doesn't check out, uh, or if he does check out, and Griezmann's not getting the service that he needs. You could easily see an upset, but I really think it's got to be France, honestly. Yep. France, is, France is the class of the group, although um, some questions raised about that in their friendly warm-up with the United States. They didn't, I mean, I guess their primary thing was to not get injured. I mean, I know that's a key, key part of it. Um, that said, they looked a little bit listless against a very young United States team. And France is always that moody artist, kind of like ready to shit the bed also kind of a group. So, but it has to be France. And you talked about the talent they have in the roster. The bigger question here with this group is with the pedigree of the next three teams who comes in second yeah that's i mean i think 
I think it's a it's a two horse race, honestly, between Denmark and Peru. Um, Denmark is clearly Christian Eriksen's team. He's put his stamp on that team. He's stepped. He I think Christian Eriksen, as much as I you know I'm not a huge Spurs fan. <clears throat> obviously, I think, I think talent. Yeah, I think Spurs uh, give him. Or, I think the Spurs actually underrate Christian Eriksen um, at the uh, sort of expense of uh, Harry Kane being an English right. god, uh, Deli Ali being an English god, and 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 Song from uh, South Korea being these great players. Like, Christian Eriksen actually really runs like runs the middle of the of the field for that team, and so. You know, he basically lifted this Denmark team to uh, this World Cup on his back. He does have a few uh, a few uh, components as well. Um, Cashers Michael, of course, from Leicester, um, played outstanding a couple years ago when Leicester won the uh, won the, the Premier League. Yep. Um, so he's capable of standing on his head and uh, having a very very good game. Um, ultimately, ultimately though, um, I think it comes down to you know Denmark and Peru, and I think Peru's got too much firepower. Uh, for this Denmark team. I think Peru um, comes in second. Yep, and uh, we'll throw out there. So I've got Peru. Uh, yeah. And if for no other reason, that maybe my heart wants non-European clubs to succeed, and I know I know <laughs> that I do want that. So Peru is ranked 11th in the world, just one spot behind Spain. You don't think about them a lot, and they don't have, like, a ton of tournament success, at least not lately, But um, and, and they barely snuck into the tournament. But on raw talent and on the fact that Paulo Guerrero is going to be able to play – uh, you know, that's that is huge. I mean, was he was going to be suspended yeah. for cocaine, and now he's not going to be suspended. Yeah, that for was a huge. I love that they huge. call it doping, by the way, as if like he's using performance enhancing drugs. Did you did, did you read the story about that? No, I didn't get too deep so into he, it. So he he claimed so he was suspended. Oh, oh for, the tea. Oh yeah, the he tea. had tainted tea. Tainted you know how sometimes you're having tea and it accidentally has cocaine in it. You know but what you, I'm talking but you, about. But you under, but you know what it was the tea the tea was brewed from this place where a like. Like kids were like burned alive, and it was just it was like it was like it's a crazy. Go and read the story. Like his his like his excuse or whatever, um, whether it's an excuse or it's actually legitimately valid. I we're not going to cast any cast any aspersions. It's a bonkers fucking story. That is, like I the, didn't know that. Like with like the yeah the cocoa leaves or whatever, like, like it, the, the residual of that. Like taints the tea, yeah. and yeah, it's it's a fucking bonkers story. And tea I, that you get from a place where children were burned alive should either be really, really cheap or really expensive. <laughs> I don't know if it's like one of those fancy, like you know, where like rich people eat like bat shit or something. Yeah, like. I don't know if it is or not, but yeah, it was a mm. it was a bonk. It's a it's a crazy bonkers story. Go go read it. So, anyways, right. I, sorry, but he will be I available digress. for the tournament. Yes, he will. So, and as long as he can keep enough cocaine in his system to keep up his energy level, I think Peru has a very good shot. So what is the game of the group then? Um, I got mine. Yeah, why don't you tell me yours? Yeah, Peru, Peru and Denmark. Okay, because cool. it's, it's going to decide second place, in, in in my opinion. Plus, I think these are two really good teams that are going to have a competitive game. It'll be worth watching. Great. Um, I you know I was going to lean that way, but I actually think uh, it might be it might be the France Australia game. Uh, if Australia catches France early, uh, France you know and and you know maybe puts a second goal behind them. France loses two nothing. Now France is in trouble. France is 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 reeling um and we've seen french teams fucking implode before especially at the world cup yes yes so we've seen france teams win the world cup and do amazing we've also seen them fucking implode so my game to watch will be that very first game uh that's the uh the saturday june 16th game um when france and australia play because again it's basically the, the whole point of that is if australia can catch them 
maybe catch them sleeping, maybe get a couple goals early, and then we just watch France implode the entire tournament. That would be kind of fantastic. Yep. You know, you've, you've started to preview my WTF element of Group C, okay. which is that this is an amazing group. That is my what-the-fuck element. The worst team is Australia, which is ranked 30th in FIFA, is hardly worth dismissing. The best team is France, but they kind of put in a listless performance against the U.S., and they're not going to be able to succeed in this group playing like that again. The two middle teams are top dozen in the world. My WTF <laughs> factor here is that literally anything could happen in this group, and none of it would really surprise me. I guess yeah. I'd be surprised to see Australia win the group, I suppose, but I would not exactly faint if they came in second. So this is the this is the fun one to watch. I don't think the winner is going to come from this group, by the way. No. Fran France has been fancied by a lot of people. I don't think I don't think they can <laughs> run it the whole way. Yeah. But um, mm -hmm. this is the funnest group to watch. And then after that, fuck them. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, I, I just kind of – I'll go to a sort of – I would say uh, Paulo Guerrero. Let's, let's just say Paulo Guerrero or Christian Eriksen. And, and or Christian Eriksen, right? Uh, Guerrero has been uh, training um, – but he was uncertain until about uh, like two ten, weeks ago. Yeah, right? ten days yeah. ago, whether or not he was playing in the World Cup. So, where's his head at? Is he just, is he gonna say, you know what, fuck this, I'm going, I'm gonna go hard, I'm gonna and I'm we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run. And Peru makes a run. This, this Peru team is capable of making a run to the quarters and the semis. Um, and Christian Eriksen is you know is the same thing. Like, is he willing? Is he willing and able to will his team? Is let's you know let's let's face it. Like Denmark is a, is a is a solid, very good team. But it really depends on whether Christian Eriksen is, is bossing the midfield and is he willing to and able to like do that. So I'm putting like those two guys as sort of being the one that would ultimately you know could blow things up. So you know, Group D, whom we're moving on to, is also a team, uh, a group that's going to feature teams that need a certain amount of willing on uh, in order to overachieve maybe what they're they're possible. So Group D is Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. So the favorite has to be Argentina, right? Yes, I agree. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, this team has one of the best attacks in the tournament um, with Higuain, Messi, Aguero. Who knows if they're all going to be on the field Gonzalo, at the same time. Higuain. Yeah. That's their biggest problem is yeah. putting all these dudes on the field at the same time. The and the problem with, with, the problem with Argentina is, is, is that if Messi's not on, then this team is fucked. I mean, Messi, this team, Argentina almost didn't qualify for the World Cup. Until Messi, Messi willed, put him on this, their back, willed yeah. this team to the World Cup. And Messi yes. has, has put this team on his back multiple times. It's weird. All these are these really great players that this team has. And they just basically shirk at the at the prospect of playing in international tournaments. And But for Messi, this team would, would bow out of almost every single yeah. group stage. And the fact that, we, uh, that there are still an argument that he is not the best player to ever play this game boggles my mind. Just absolutely boggles my mind. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, they're going to win the group. <laughs> yes. They, Sorry, they I stole will, your thunder. No, no, you said it all. But uh, part of the problem that we've taught, I, I hate to say who's going to win the group and then just go on with a, a list of problems, but is that the, the names we mentioned, Aguero, Gonzalo Higuain, Messi, those are all attackers. That their midfield is opportune and their defense is probably even more opportune. So that's, I mean, they have to be ranking a trophy as their goal here. And anything short of that as a failure, and uh, Messi particularly <coughs> himself will be thinking of it that way. Yeah. But do they have enough top to bottom squad strength to do that, or can they just win every game seven to six? Well, you know, have, that's I mean, got to be the question. They got a uh, quick they, note. I sure. think that what, they they lost their last warm up there six to one, didn't they? Oh. Or am I thinking of another team? I think you're thinking of another team. Well, that was the fucking stupidest <laughs> thing I ever said in my life. Then. Um, I mean, they do they do have. Uh, Javier Mascherano, um, who is playing, he's playing his trades in China, but he's still a very good player in the midfield. Um, and Manuel Lanzini, uh, who plays for West Ham. Um, and then, but the problem is, is that they don't have super great uh, goalkeeping. Um, 
you know, Sergio Romero's on the bench at Manchester United, obviously, with David, David De Gea. Uh, and, uh, you know, their best defender is Nicolas Otamendi, and anybody who's a Man City fan will tell you that that is not a good proposition to have as your best right defender, right so and you mentioned Mascarano <laughs> obviously I have the same personal love for Mascarano that you probably have <laughs> yeah. but you just mentioned a player who plays in the Chinese league I mean their defense is opportune yeah absolutely at the end of the day but bigger question who comes in second on this group um I know who I've got <laughs> um, we got the same we got the same we got the same listen uh, here's yeah. my this is my thing okay I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get kicked off of the podcast universe for this. We have a club, by the way. I don't know if the listeners know that. All the podcasters out there all meet regularly and talk about, uh, you know, podcasting. Um, I'm going to say Iceland, just for the sake of willing this shit into existence. Iceland and Croatia are basically neck and neck in the world standings, but I think that Iceland, just the soul of the people of Iceland and the enthusiasm and the fucking clap and stuff is going to just will them into the next round. Okay? Now, if we're basing yeah. this on soccer alone, I'm going with Croatia. But everything else, it's going to be Iceland. Okay? What do you think? You know, honestly, um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, if only because uh, I'm going to be in Iceland, uh, at least for part okay. of this. You just want it bad enough to will it into existence. Yeah, I'm going to will it into existence yes. um, by just being in Iceland for that first match against Argentina. Um <clears throat> I mean, Croatia is honestly the only, you know, Nigeria is, is great. They have really amazing kits um, that I desperately, desperately yes. want, but they're all sold out. Uh, and Croatia has some very, very good players. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I want to go with the, uh, I want to go with the, the, the fun, the fun clap story. And, uh, yeah, that's the first time, only time anyone's ever said in the history of the universe, I want to go with the fun clap story. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Iceland. <clears throat> so, so, what's the game of the group then? Well, for me, it's honestly Iceland-Argentina just because I'm going to be in Reykjavik during right, that right. game. Um, but really, ultimately, I think, obviously, for the group, uh, I think uh, Iceland-Croatia is probably is the decider. Um, so, yeah. I put Argentina and Croatia because okay. um, I sneakily think that Croatia is way underranked. I think you're right, actually. Having watched them play. And so mm-hmm. I think they can actually make some noise in the tournament. And I actually think they can come away with a win over Argentina that's going to throw the whole thing into chaos. So, um, also, Croatia, amazing jerseys. You said it. I can't say this enough. Nigeria. Nigeria. No, no, I, I said that about Croatia. Oh, okay. You said that about Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I'm actually saying about Croatia. For some actually, reason... I think this entire group has really good jerseys. That's fair. Like, they have really that's good fair. shirts in this group. So. I, uh, Croatia's jerseys are not for everybody. I personally love them. It's funny that you jumped out uh, about Nigeria's jerseys, though, because that was, uh, that was one thing that I threw into my WTF comments here, was that maybe Nigeria's fantastic kits might give them an aesthetic advantage that could distract the opposition and allow them to sneak into the knockout stages. That's cool. my WTF element. All right. Anyway, so we're halfway through here. Uh, yeah, we let's, are. Let's plow on. This is, I, I hope this is good to listen to. I feel like we're running through lists, and that's not always good to listen to. But yeah, no, it's all right. Send us feedback at yeah. tdikmn we'll at not, twitter.com we'll or whatever it is. To it, so. No, I, I want to get, get better. I want to become <laughs> better at my podcasting. Uh, group E is, is a decent one. Uh, Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia. Yeah, team, who do you got? This is, a, this is another really tough group. I mean... Um, you know, all these teams have are you know <clears throat> have played really well recently. Um, especially Costa Rica, they're kind of sort of coming into their own again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who wins this group? It's it's you have it in your notes. It's obvious. It's it's Brazil, man. Like they just from this is probably one of the most complete Brazil teams of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when we were tiny, tiny babies in 1982 uh, during the World Cup, like I was, like literally like two months old when the World Cup kicked off. 
Um, I don't even know if that Brazil team was as good as this. And this this is a Brazil team that is, has the option of having uh, Coutinho or Firmino come off the bench if they need to, which is fucking bonkers. That's so. one of the weird things about this team is, is like Germany as well, they're going to have to play some outstanding world stars off the bench. Marcelo, Thiago Silva, Paulinho, Fernandinho, Fred, Felipe Coutinho, uh, Gabriel Jesus, uh, Roberto Firmino, Willian, D- uh, Douglas Costa, Neymar. Yeah. I didn't even say Neymar until the end. Yeah. Those are all players that play for the same goddamn team. <laughs> you can't play them all on the field at no. once, A, yeah. and B, holy shit. Yeah. Those are household names in the soccer community. So who's going to escape in second then? We still got Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia from whom to choose. Yeah, I mean this is a this is a toss up, man. Um, you know, the 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 great thing is is that Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia are going to all beat up on each other, and um, they all have their strengths, they all have their weaknesses. If you'd like to root for chaos, especially in the absence of a U.S. rooting interest, and I love and I, I love like to root for, for chaos. I love rooting for chaos. This so might be a group this for is you. A group, yeah, it's it's going to be Brazil, and who the fuck knows, honestly. Sure. Uh, you know, my heart, just because I, I love Minnesota United, says leans Costa Rica. Um, but Switzerland has so many guys uh, as well. And Serbia has actually a, 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 a staggeringly decent defense. Um, now, Serbia's not going to probably score a ton of goals, but they'll beat you to death and, and win one nothing. you know, in the 85th minute or whatever. Um, you know, Switzerland, I have questions about sort of their defense, um, a little bit about, uh, you know, Roman Berkey. Roman Berkey did not have a great year at Dortmund. Um, you know, is he is he recovered from that? Uh, but again, also Switzerland uh, has you know forwards and uh, midfielders. Granit Xhaka, great example of guys who can uh, put the ball in the back of the net. So I, I lean Costa Rica because that's like you said in the, maybe in the, in the first group with my my heart instead of my head. So mm-hmm. well, I I will generally root for a Concacaf team even though they are theoretically U.S. Rivals. I usually don't root for Mexico, but I love to see a team from a confederation that doesn't do shit make yeah. a splash. Like I, I will always root for that because I, I love chaos, basically. So I, I like rooting for Costa Rica. But for me, it's got to be Switzerland. I think it's they're easy to overlook because they lack the star power, like we said with with Brazil. But they're built more defensively and they're strong nonetheless. I think you still got names like Blair and Smiley who. Um, kind of changes that no stars narrative they've got you already mentioned granite shaka jared and shakiri those are literal x factors it's a joke they both have x's in their <laughs> names that that can make that difference so so for me it's switzerland i'd love to see costa rica make a run but i don't think it's gonna happen so um sorry before the game of the group they they're doing a, on the television here at the bar they're having like a program about tattoos and i noticed that for the the people who they're showing full body tattoos but they're like nude from the waist down. They're showing them from behind. It's not like just okay. big, you know dick and balls. But like they blur out the <laughs> ass crack. No other part of the the crack or the ass, just the the just, crack. Just the crack. But then if you show like a lady who has like a like a, a thong on, then it's not blurred out at all. It seems to be that you can't even see the thong inside <laughs> of there. It's swallowed up by the butt cheeks. You know. So it seems to be that as long as you have some piece of fabric touching your butthole, <laughs> it's no longer nudity and it's totally acceptable I mean, to have on TV. That's according to, uh, you know, the uh, the FCC, yeah. as long as you have some, uh, some uh, piece of clothing touch, touching your butthole, it yeah. is not, it's not nudity. It's not even covering up the crack area because all you see is crack. On the yeah. it's, just, it's just the little piece of floss that's touching where your fecal matter comes from. <laughs> Apparently that means you don't have to blur it. So anyway, so what's your game of the group? Uh, I mean, I think <laughs> <laughs> game of the group. <laughs> Um, for me, I think it's uh, I think it's the last game. I think it's Switzerland Costa Rica. Um, I don't think Serbia has a shot in this group. Um, 
in spite of all their defense. Uh, I really think it comes down to either Switzerland or Costa Rica. I think Switzerland will probably have a win um, against Serbia, maybe a draw, probably a loss against Brazil. Um, Costa Rica will be coming in. Costa Rica may maybe even be coming in with a, uh, with a draw against uh, Serbia, but if they can pull off a win, uh, they'll steal the uh, second place with four points. So I really think that is the, the last game of the group is uh, uh, probably the, the sort of the, the game of the group for me. So I think with a similar-ish similar logic, I'm going to go actually with Costa Rica versus Serbia because That's I think the first that, game in the group. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the logic being that it doesn't take that many points, honestly, to advance. And if you can get three points, you are well positioned. Like four points can get you there. It's not ideal, but four points can be enough. And so I, I think for both Costa Rica and Serbia, that game against each other is their best shot at three points. And if one of them can win it early on, sure. you're positioned really well, and now you're in a position where you're saying, can I draw one point against a better team, one point there against a better team? It puts you in a really good spot with only two games to play. That's the thing about the World Cup is three games is a really, really small sample size. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of things can happen. So this game will be crucial. What's your one kind of what-the-fuck element that's going to mess it all up? You know, I kind of, again, we're kind of in the same boat here. Um, Costa Rica, and, and not even just mostly Costa Rica, but, like, CONCACAF. Like, will, so, like, will a team in this group get concacaf and and sort of play down to the CONCACAF level where they're, it's a it's a grinding game? Um, you know, Costa Rica and, we, and CONCACAF knows how to play that game Yeah, they game know how to better. play those, uh, yeah. those hard tackles, uh, just, you know, counterattacks running at you um just really like beating you up a bunch and then hawk ridden pitch whatever <laughs> like we're used to playing on yeah that. and then just and stealing and stealing a point or stealing a grabbing a, yeah. a late victory from the jaws of defeat or jaws of a draw um and I, you know it, you know francisco calvo again is, is sort of an x factor in that you know he even you know when his one of the most recent warm-up games uh picked up a a, a goal with his head which yep. again we, we me and you have railed on that about from Minnesota United's perspective like why is he not playing in a position to do this in Minnesota you know he knows how to play and the, and the Costa Ricans know how to play him in the most optimal position and just maybe from a selfish standpoint I would like to see Calvo and the Costa Rican team do well get some exposure and uh, maybe see a transfer there but yeah I mean I think you know that, that CONCACAF it's not even really much Costa Rica as it is CONCACAF can we CONCACAF somebody can we CONCACAF somebody yes. absolutely you know uh, not to go too deep into this because I feel like we've been talking about it for a long time but Max Miano is now playing at a pace where he's picking up a card every four minutes. That's <laughs> hyperbole, but it's not it's hyperbole by much. It's literally like and, uh, 28 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. So I, I think the Max Miano um, experiment we can consider maybe not a success. Cronin's still injured long-term. Colin Warner, in my mind, is nobody's... I like Colin Warner of the obvious stated defensive midfield spots. I like a Colin Warner better than I like just putting in Colin Martin and using a double Pistons or using R Rasmus Schuler, even though he's had a good year, and having the double Pistons. If you're going to play with a number six, push Calvo up there. He's had a tough year at center back. We know he can get forward and do other things. Give it a try because at a number six role, you've done nothing but flounder. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I agree. I don't want to go too far into that. Yeah. But what I do want to go into is Group F. Yes. With the best team in the tournament, Germany. Can't really argue with that. No, you can't. Mexico, Sweden, Sands, Zlatan, and South Korea. Um, yeah. So who's going to win this group? I mean, it, I think this. How much can we say about yeah, Germany? Germany yeah. And it going away. I think Germany going away. So. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about them, but do you want to? Do we? We can maybe save some time and we jump could, to the next one. We could say the names: Mesut yeah. Ozil. Sammy Kadira, Tony Cruz, Julian Draxler, Mario Gomez, Thomas Müller, Marco Royce. We don't need to say anything more than no, that. No, absolutely not. Those players all <laughs> play on the same team. So who escapes in second? 
So these three other teams are, are all fairly evenly matched, honestly. They all have their own uh, separate uh, uh, strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, the uh, South Korean team, this is not, this is not you know, uh, the South Korean team of my college age, 2002, when South Korea went on a run. Son. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he, he's really the only player, and yeah. I, I don't think South Korea is that damn, good. Damn, son. Yeah. How, many times is that, how many times did you say that this season, just watching? Like, damn, son. Like, uh, I never stopped being amused with myself Yeah, I, tried, saying I just try not I, to say it. Okay. Um, Sorry, I can't so yeah, help it's, myself. It's South Korea, is, it's Son, and it's nobody else, really. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a problem. Mexico... I, I would have I would have pegged, pegged Mexico to be the to, to come out of this group in second place, but they just got caught up in a fucking sex scandal. Um, it's the least like surprising. Days ago. It is the it, least surprising. It is the controversy. Li- yeah, like, it, seems, <laughs> it seems like every two to three years, a Mexican national team gets caught up in a sex scandal, and not even I'm not even I'm I'm literally not joking. Look it up. Like 2010, 2011, 2013, 2016, 2018. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but like nine nine Mexican players were, were filmed by paparazzi uh, leaving after like the night the day after a uh, their last friendly the last exhibition match um, leaving a friendly party exhibition yeah well duh well they were leave, but they were this filmed they were filmed leaving uh, leaving a, a party by the paparazzi with thirty escorts and get in there's a whole other issue like with calling people escorts and what that means like that's a whole other issue and, and don't want to dive into that. But a lot of these dudes were married. And it, even if you, even if nothing is happening, that's just a really bad look. Yeah. The only team that matters in Mexico is the Mexican national team. I mean, at this, especially at this juncture of the, of the, of the year, um, in this particular context, like the only team that matters is the Mexican national team. Why? And, and considering that there is an issue and there's an ongoing issue and persistent issue, why are you? F- and so either that's going to really solidify that team um, or it's just like everybody's going to be like, their wives are just like figuring out how to divorce them and take all their money, and so that can I, be a distraction. So I'm I'm going with I'm going with the old steady hand, Sweden. Sweden did it without Zlatan this year. Um, they were just steady. They, they haven't they, missed him. They were not. They're not. They don't have any star power, but they are. Just, they play a four four two. They're very consistent. Uh, you're not going to get a ton of, of offense, but you know you're not going to get uh, breakdowns on defense, uh, crazy sex parties. Although maybe after the World Cup in yeah. Sweden. But definitely not like during the World Cup or like twelve days before the fucking World Cup. So I'm going with Dude, Sweden. I would, as I would go with an army of Swedish escorts over an ar- army of s- of Mexican escorts any time. No comment. Call, you know, call me call me old fashioned. I know that this isn't politically correct to say and stuff. I don't say it on the, like in front of the microphone, but I still enjoy like a good old fashioned like photograph of like a naked lady. You know. Yeah. Those are always good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I feel like that's I enjoy that frowned as well. upon yeah. these days, but. Uh, I'm still into that kind of thing. So. It, uh, and honestly, uh, with the way our country's going right now, it, it, it is and it isn't. Uh, ultimately, it probably isn't. So Okay. Yeah, so so I, I have Mexico actually yeah. coming in second place. It's that's, <laughs> a long way to get there and say uh, sex parties or not. Um, I'm totally over Chicharito at this point, but Carlos Vela, Carlos very, very really, delicious. Really fucking good. Otherwise, yeah. I have nothing else to say about Mexico. <laughs> I don't like Mexico as a country nor as a team, but they'll advance. They oh, but let me let me throw this out there as a little factoid since I like to throw factoids at people. They haven't failed to advance since 1994. Yeah, to the knockouts. It's a hell of a but long no, it, time. No reason they're not going to continue it's like that. Them, now. Brazil, Germany. There's like there's only like four or five teams that have done that, and it's Mexico's pretty, it's among a, them. It's a pretty impressive pretty yeah. impressive group. Now the problem is that they get to that knockout round and then they get the shit kicked out of them. So, we'll see. They haven't they haven't been to the quarterfinals since I want to say 1986. So I don't understand what the big so. That's a whole big thing with like they Mexican the Mexican fans like 
the Quintito Partido. Like they want to get to the fifth game, and they just yeah. they can't get to it. So since last time they were, they you know the tournament was hosted in Mexico. So yeah, yeah, fuck Mexico, fuck Mexico. We got a couple groups left here. Group G. Do you want to say the game of the group? Uh, oh, game of the group and uh, the uh, what the fuck element? Are you saying we should continue our our in depth coverage? Yeah, yeah. What was your game? I mean, of the group? I, it's same Mexico Sweden. That's clearly I think yeah. to be the game that determines who kind of decides the yeah. second place victory. And yeah. then yeah, the most what the fuck element. Um, I mean, I think for me, it's honestly like it's Mexico and whether or not they are going to self destruct or this is going to be something that brings them all together and that they're like, you know what, fuck fuck everything. We're just gonna we're gonna take all that. We're gonna turn that all off and we're gonna play soccer. Um, if that is if that is what unifies them and they and they they rally around this, this is a team that you know theoretically like has the attacking talent, has the pieces um, to you know make a, a little bit of run, maybe could make a quarterfinal run again. But it, I think there's this is too much of it. This is nine players identified, maybe even more. I just I think this blows it all yes. up. So uh, when I'm when I'm done lying down with a lady, like <laughs> I I feel nothing but lethargy. And so let's call that the uh, let's call that the X factor. There is that. Uh, <laughs> are they gonna just want to like have a sandwich and do nothing? Yeah. Fair. We just had a very earnest look in each other's eyes. Um, Group G is comprised of Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England. I don't think this is a good group personally. No. Uh, why don't you tell me uh, whom you think will come in? You know, first. I hate to d- I hate to do this. Don't. Um, I hate no, to do it. No, they can't. I know they're so bad. It seems like this is the year, though. There's no, what? Every, no, every year seems like the fucking year. Yeah, I think England wins this group. No, I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. Be sorry. No, no. I, I mean, you know, Belgium has, of course, has a ton of really great players. Um, this English team actually has some fairly good young talent. I think they are well met. I think whatever, whatever you want to say about Gareth Southgate, he's actually he somehow seems to manage expectations. And it just seems like every time a World Cup rolls around or Euros rolls around, expectations swell in the English, in, you know, the English and, uh, and just general English-speaking media. And uh, it's and because they're not able to learn from their mistakes. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, f- I feel like Gareth Southgate is actually setting expectations low, and this is a team that could actually succeed. Now, I'm not saying this team is going to go. I'm not saying this team is. That's make, the kind of shit England fans say. They're just like, oh no, no, no. it's oh, just you, this you, weird you know Orwellian double thing. Do you know many English fans? Like they, they're not. They are not excited about this team for whatever reason. The media is 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 pretty high on this team, and so I think this is the year that they they win a they win a group. And I think I, I don't, they're not going to win this tournament. They're not no. going to probably even make it to the fucking knockout round, man, or, or the uh, the round of six or the quarterfinals. The quarters. Like, they'll make it to the round of sixteen, like as they want to do. Out. I think they'll win the typical group. England finish. Yeah, and then they'll lose in the losing penalties. It's yeah. as simple as that. I've got I've got Belgium winning. Or talk now, about another team that I'm fucking sick of hearing about. I so I actually put that in my notes here. Like I am sick of hearing about how Belgium is the dark horse to win every international tournament that they play in in living memory. Stop with that. They're not. No. I know they do enjoy the services of Kevin De Bruyne, um, Moussa Dembele, Ronald Fellaini, Eden Hazard, Adnan Yanazai, Lukaku. They've got names. Yeah. It's a pretty good roster, but let's stop anointing them. This team They're barely beat the U.S. four years ago. Um, now, four years ago is in soccer terms a hell of a long time. Sure, but, but this, this, this is still, this is a golden generation four years ago, and they barely beat the U.S. The same thing, yeah. yeah. So they, and uh, and yeah, they probably should have lost that game, but for fucking Chris Wondolowski. So everybody take take a deep breath. Um, <laughs> they uh, they should have won the game except for Tim Howard. Mm. 
So, also um, fair. so uh, look, look, they're going to win this group, but let's all calm down on them winning the whole fucking thing. In second place, then, of course, I do have England. I have Belgium. If, if for no other reason, because it's very difficult to pick Panama and Tunisia. I yeah, mean, there's, there's shit so, coming out of them. They're happy to be here. Yeah, they're so bad. Tunisia, and Tunisia. Tunisia's like a regular. They're yeah. there, but they're never going to make many waves. They, all, yeah, also so, yeah, it's England, teams, and though. then they go out in the round of 16, and who fucking cares? Yeah, that's fair. The sun sets in the west. Yep. <clears throat> Okay, so what's the game of the group then? I mean, the only one, the only game that matters, England let's, and Belgium. Yeah, no, let's go with Tunisia versus uh, Panama to see who finishes not last. Why not <laughs> the respect game? Yeah, well, I think literally both of these teams, like this, this will be the game that determines. So one of these teams is going to finish last. This game is going to be the game that determines who finishes <laughs> last. So the uh, there's 32 teams in this tournament. One of these two teams is going to finish 32nd. <laughs> And okay. it's going to be whomever uh, or loses this, loses this game. Yeah. Um, or if they can sneak a po- uh, goal against either Belgium or England. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be. So, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, just for funsies, I'm going to say Panama Tunisia just to figure out who uh, who is the actually worst team in this tournament. I, I don't hate these teams as much as you appear to have described. And, again, I think Tunisia is better than people would give it credit for. But, yeah, they're, they're not good. So I'm going to go with England-Belgium. It's going to have the most watchability. Yeah. And if England has any prayer any prayer at all of making it past the round of 16 they have to get a good matchup and that's going to mean winning this group they need to win that's this true. group to have the better matchup is 100% and true. fucking get something done um if they don't it's going to be another round of 16 exit and everybody laughing in their face so what's the one what the fuck element that's just going to mess it all up um i don't yeah i don't know england being england uh belgium being belgium and just you know, shitting the bed, not being able to live up to those expectations yeah, that much. they have. Yeah, yeah, that's um, but that's uh, for me. That's only going to settle who comes in first and who comes in second. Really, yeah. you know, it's not going to change. Say, the, I'm going to go on a limb here and say I think Hendo has a uh, has a really good World Cup. Now, again, what, you know, what does that mean? Um, I think he you know controls the midfield. I think he plays more of a defensive uh, defensive midfield where he's been right. you know, sort of gearing up for Liverpool and controls things. And I you know. So yeah, he and if he and if he does that, if he does that well, then uh, England's got a shot to beat Belgium. So, anyways, yeah, that would probably put him through on the top of the group. Yeah. Um, so, for me, I, I have the wrong group. I started looking at my group H notes. <laughs> I don't recognize any no, of these G. fucking names. Group G. We're still so it's, group G. It's, it's not so much that Panama or Tunisia are going to have a surprise showing, but that I'm firm in my belief that England can fuck it up at any possible moment. Oh, so if course. there's going to be a WTF element, I think it's that England could find a way to not come in second. And not through any magic of Panama or Tunisia's, <laughs> they'll find a way. It's so. going to be really, really fucking hard with this group. But is there, it is England. They they're do handed find a, a fortuitous group. Yeah, yeah England find finds a way. a way. It's a Jurassic Park. We got one more group to talk about, and that's Group H, Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. Not a, not a good group. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think so either. Um, although I think uh, I think Colombia wins this group. Um, actually, a surprise in this group, but I think yeah, I think Colombia has too much firepower uh, for the likes of uh, Poland and Japan. Um, you know, Japan had a not great uh, World Cup qualifying campaign as well, kind of like South Korea. Uh, and I think uh, I think just Colombia. Um, you know, they you know came in was it second in the Copa Americana. Um, and, uh, so I think they have a, I think they have a really good 
Columbia just has, a, has just has too much firepower for the rest of this group. So yeah, but I'm pretty much of the same opinion. Uh, Poland has to win the group uh, in my eyes. If you like high scoring games, Poland is going to score a bunch of goals and they'll probably let in a bunch of goals. That's so fair. if you're looking for somebody to just watch for entertainment value, I think Poland could be a really good group. Poland has names like Robert Lewandowski, Jacob Lajikowski, a bunch of other skis. Uh, it's it's a good team, but probably weaker on defense and in goalkeeping. So. Who's going to escape in that? Who's going to escape in second then? So I don't think that Colombia is a good team, but in a group like this, like we were saying, when you're playing Senegal and Japan and stuff like that, and you've got a team with Falcao and James Rodriguez, you can figure enough out to advance. Okay. And that's what's going to end up happening. So what's the game of the group then? No, I, I, I don't think Poland's going to finish second in this group. I think Senegal. No, I know you said I've said mine. Yeah, I think Senegal yeah. makes a run. I mean, Mane, Sadio Mane is, is... I think you're totally is, fucking backwards insane, but... That's fine. Um, Sadio Mane is, is an amazing talent. Um, he, uh, you know, there's been rumors about uh, Real Madrid coming after him. Um, uh, but he's, he's not the only player on this team. Akuete uh, from uh, West Ham is there. Um, they have uh, uh, Diouf from Stoke. Th- th- this uh, Senegalese team just plays really, really well together. And so I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they knock – I mean, I think either Colombia or Poland wins this group, but I, but I think Senegal comes in second. If you're, looking, if you're looking for a dark horse second place team, look no further than Japan. Yes, I have Senegal finishing dead last. <laughs> uh, Shinji Kagawa, Kisuke Honda, uh, Kisuke Nakamura in goal. They've got a few sneaky good players on there too that could make, make a few uh, dense – no, no sure. I'm not trying to compare Kagawa to – Sadio Mane, but um, they're not nameless either, so I think they could pull something off. No, that's, that's her. That to me is my what the fuck element for this group is that I think Japan could be sneakily good. If I had to put money on it, I probably wouldn't go toward the making a splash. But if that has to be the dark horse element, I think they could do it. Sure. Uh, I have I have Senegal Poland as my sort of game of the uh, game of the group. Sure. Um, you know, I think that if Senegal Senegal if they need if they have any chance of of either you know of getting out of this group, getting to the knockout round. They need they need a they need a win against Poland. They can't really afford to uh, um, get anything less than a win. If they get a draw, then they're probably they're probably fucked. So they need right. a and so I, I it would not surprise me if Senegal comes out guns a blazing in that first game against Poland, knowing they can punch Poland in the face. They, you know they might have they might have something afterwards. So. I have a I have a kind of like Japanese fetish here for this tournament. <laughs> I think that Japan could do something, and I think they could. Pick up points where they're not supposed to get them. I've already kind of hinted at that makes them kind of my WTF element. Yeah. That also makes Colombia versus Japan my game of the group sure. because I think that's going to be the one that helps decide second yeah. place. And my, so. my WTF element is 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 again. You know, been talking about Mane. Um, we are Liverpool fans, so we're going to talk about him. Sure. But yeah, it's it's which Mane shows up. Does the Mane who showed up uh, in the Champions League final after you know in the second half? Um, when he just sort of decided to, to play, you know, really good soccer, or is it the money who shows up more often than not in, in the EPL, where he just he can't put the fucking ball on frame? If the guy's got his touch and if he's got uh, his 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 reach and his range, then you know, Mane has has some capability of really doing a lot of damage uh, in this group. And Liverpool is a better team than Senegal is. Sure, is yeah. he going to get the service he needs to succeed? You know, that is a good question. I mean, to be fair though, he you know in that Liverpool team, he, he doesn't. It's not just it's not about receiving services. He's going back and, and, and getting the ball. So No, no, I understand. For Liverpool that's yeah, fine. The but question for, for the, Senegal, is he gonna stand there yeah. with his arms up well, the while the is, rest of the team farts yeah, around? The question is, is is can the midfield you know provide the the, the, 
defense and the, and the depth to provide him the opportunity to come back, get that ball, and, and, and make those runs up to the pitch, sure. up the pitch uh, towards the goal. So, awesome. so yeah, that's our uh, – That's a good – that's good. I like that talk. Yeah. I'd listen to this it podcast. wasn't bad, yeah. I would maybe as well. <laughs> <laughs> I may be forced to when I'm editing it. Yeah. The only bit of other United news that I had, had chalked up really uh, is that Francisco Calvo is uh, slated to wear the colors for Costa Rica in this tournament. Uh, and then, yeah, former United news, Johan Venegas is also on the team. Calvo's – Getting some starts, more than likely. Um, the other thing is, is just basically the uh, the draw for the U.S. Open Cup second or the next round happened, the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously, Minnesota drew away to Houston, yep, so uh, going to be traveling down south. But in the way that the draw happened, they drew the the basically the, the quad of groups or teams mm-hmm. for this group. So the other two teams in the group are Sporting Kansas City and the FC and FC Dallas. It's nice to not get drawn with Sporting. Oh yeah, way to Sporting. Um, now the now so those so the winner of Houston Dynamo Minnesota plays the winner of Houston or sorry of Dallas and Sporting Kansas City and the winner of the uh, Dyna, or Dallas sorry Dynamo and United game is actually going to host the winner of SKC and mm-hmm. uh, Dallas so we have an opportunity potentially to host a mm-hmm. uh, Open Cup match in re- the in the quarterfinals. Basically. I'll remind you of two things. One is that we went on the road last year to Houston and earned a really tough draw, mm-hmm. which at that point we were having a really rough season. It was, it I was, mean, we always had a rough season. It was season, early in the season and we had really – and that was actually and one Houston of the, was very good at that and point. And that was only too. one of the points where – one of the only times where Houston dropped points at home. Actually. Yes, and that, and that was – we did that to a few teams actually on the road. Um, and so, so it's worth remembering. I think Houston's yep. a better team this year, but it's I worth remembering. So too, yes. The second thing is that even if that happened and the unlikely happened – Sporting Kansas City and FC Dallas are both tied for second in the Supporters' Shield <laughs> yes. this year in the season. Actually, Dallas is in first place if you count points per goal. Points, points per game. Or points per game. Points per goal. Points per game. So even if we managed to pull off the upset against Houston, and it, it, make no mistake, it would be an upset, boy, that'd be a hell of a tough game that comes after that. So Yeah. I mean, it'd be fun to, it'd be fun to see an Open Cup game in, the, in Minnesota again. Oh, just for, watch it. For, yeah. The first time in a while. So. Since, what, 2013? Something like that, Which yeah. was a very crushing, crushing experience, losing to a fourth-tier uh, Des Moines side that had come-and-go on their jerseys. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what come-and-go is, go down to Iowa. It is a gas station chain. It's literally spelled there's, there's some in K-U-M and go. There are some in Minnesota. So are yeah. there? Okay. Yeah, it's just southern Minnesota you got to yeah. go to. So... so. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's chalk up uh, chalk up that World Cup. So yeah, we'll you know as the World Cup keeps progressing, we'll maybe jump into like once we get closer to the sort of the group. Uh, sorry, the knockout rounds. Maybe yep. We'll talk about more about that. Um, I'm sure you and uh, Luke will have nothing else to talk about, but some World Cup stuff that's happening. A little bit, yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we probably will have more of that. Um, last week's uh, picture didn't happen. Um, you were not here, obviously. Uh, I forgot to write down who Craig picked it, predicted. It doesn't matter. I think matter. actually he forgot to write down in the uh, outline what he predicted. So I that's I his didn't, fault. I didn't really want to go back and listen to that part. No, so. no, no, no. So let's go through it. Uh, Toronto FC beat Philadelphia at home, or sorry, on the road. Maybe finding their huge their win for Toronto. Yeah. Not only huge because they were having a shitty season that they need to rebound from, but every other team in the East gave them points back. Yeah. So speaking of uh, NYCFC versus Atlanta, that was a one-one draw in uh, yep. in New York. Uh, another East Coast team, uh, Columbus versus the Red Bulls. Again, a 1-1 draw, draw in Columbus. So, Those uh, two games there, New York and Atlanta and Columbus, New York, Red Bulls, 
those are two fucking good games. Yes. Uh, all three of those games looked like they were going to be really, really exciting games. So, uh, Vancouver put five on Orlando City. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. At the fucking home. 30% possession yeah. Vancouver team. I don't understand I picked that anymore. one. Uh, FC Dallas put two on Montreal. Everybody predicted that one, including me. Uh, Chicago drew 1-1 with New England uh, at home. Teal Bunbury has nine goals this year. New England is not bad. Not bad. You know, we keep saying they should be better than they are. Yeah. They're maybe finally as good maybe as they should be. as good yeah. as they should be, yeah. Uh, of course, I picked Houston Dynamo to win uh, 2-0 versus Colorado at home. Um, that Colorado's was a, never been this bad. That was the easiest pick of the it's game. It's almost hard to imagine that they were supporter shield runners up until the last match day two years ago. I know. it's they're, They've been so, so very bad. Uh, the Sounders may be riding their ship. Uh, 2-1, I, I guess... DC United coming to town helps you write your ship. One Much win like at home United. against yeah. a really poor team yeah. does not write a ship. Yes. 0 uh, 0 in the Portland sporting uh, match. Um, another good matchup. Another they saved all of their great matchups for ostensibly a break. I mean, pretty much everybody else is snoozing. Yeah. I guess. Whatever. Uh, LAFC beat San Jose on the road 4 3. Uh, this was a bonkers fucking match. Uh, San Jose had the lead uh, up until like the 89th minute. They give up a goal in the uh, in the 89th minute to, to make it a, a, a tie. Three minutes of stoppage time. In the fifth minute of stoppage time, there's a penalty. Or there's a penalty, uh, and in the I believe in the yeah in the eighth minute of stoppage time, uh, LAFC scores to win the game. Or no, sorry, sorry. In the eight, fifth minute of stoppage time, there's a red card. In the eighth minute of stoppage time, there's a goal by LAFC to to win the game. In the third, in the in the three minutes of stoppage time, they scored in the eighth minute of stoppage time. So. I really hope somebody makes a great offer for Florian Jungwirth, whom you know I've espoused. Oh, God, I would. For. He, he was a great he's, in Minnesota. He's sick of the team that he's on. Yeah. He he literally said it is it is child's youth tactics yeah. that we're using, and he's yeah. a great player who can play D mid or center back. You know we have depth issues at center back. If you're listening, Minnesota United, make the guy an offer. He wants out. We can get him. It's a position of need. Please, God, get yeah. him. Closer to Manny Lagos, Amos McGee. Uh, call Youngworth. Florian agents. Youngworth. Call his agent, please. Anyway, uh, okay. <laughs> in the final game of the week, uh, LA Galaxy uh, 3, Real Salt Lake 0. Again, not uh, terribly unexpected. Um, yeah, no, I, so. I, I won't say that. Galaxy have not been as good as they should have been with um, Zlatan. In fact, they've done better in games without Zlatan than they have with him overall. Yeah. Just, again, small sample size. But Real Salt Lake also been better than one would think this year yeah. um, and fair. playing that youth movement. So I, if you expect Galaxy to win, I would never expect it to be this kind of a blowout. Sure, that's, I mean, that's fair. Um, all right, so let's talk about the upcoming games. There's only uh, one, two, six, six right? games. Yeah. Uh, and then where there's a, there'll be a bunch of U.S. Open Cup games between MLS teams and MLS and uh, USL teams um, in the interim. And Did then you, yeah. I just looked at your, your first pick. Uh, so first game, uh, this is, these games are all happening tomorrow. Um, Montreal uh, hosts Orlando. Uh, who wins that game? I said no one. Um, <laughs> I said you put a score down, but, but I, you also but I said no one. I honestly think Orlando probably wins that game one to nothing because Montreal is very, very bad. What do you, you had? Uh, well, I put 0-0 zero, zero yeah, so for the same reasons that you did. So no one wins the game. <laughs> not a good yeah. not a good game. No. Uh, the only thing I'll say is that Montreal, if ha Montreal has any strength, it's in their attack. Certainly not in their defense. And Orlando has a weak defense. So if I had to amend it, I would say Montreal wins on the strength of an okay attack and Orlando's horrific defense. Okay. I mean. But I'm not going to change it. No. It's 0-0 zero, zero because mm -hmm. that's what my heart tells me. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, next match, uh, Columbus host Atlanta. Uh, 
And I have actually Atlanta going on the road and winning three to two in Columbus. I think you have the exact opposite of that, as a matter of fact. A yeah, I, yeah. In, in Co- Columbus. Columbus at home. Uh, Columbus is a really good team. We we talk a lot about Atlanta because it's easy to talk about them. Columbus is third in the power rankings so far this year. Outstanding defense, Golden Boot contender in Giassi Zardes. Yeah, give it to them. Three sure. to two at home. Cool. Uh, Toronto uh, hosts DC United. I have a two nothing win for Toronto. I had a two to one win, and and that would make two wins in a row for Toronto. Maybe actually turn it and shit around. There you go. Took uh, way too long. Red Bulls host uh, Seattle. Um, so Seattle coming across country midweek. I really think it's this is uh, going to be a blow. I think three nothing to uh, Red Bulls. At the same score, actually. Nice. So there's no reason Red Bulls yeah. can't curb stomp these fucks. Yeah, Chicago going to Colorado. I have a two one Chicago win uh, in Colorado because it's Colorado. That's the only you you said it. I have Chicago winning on the road one to nothing. Because it's Colorado. Chicago has looked way poor. You remember when they were Supporter Shield like contenders two thirds of the way through last season? They didn't yeah. have that much lineup turnover no. or anything. I mean, they lost David Akam. Yeah. So what? I, I mean, not so what. That's yeah, clearly a huge deal. But big look, deal, look yeah. what that's meant for them. They, yeah. They're shit now, but yeah. they're playing Colorado, who is even more shit. So yeah. there you go. Uh, and finally, San Jose hosts New England. I actually have San Jose getting their first non Minnesota United win against New England. I know New England's been very good, but I think San Jose. San Jose can clearly score goals. I, and I think they just outscore New England three to two. I sympathize with the gut feeling approach because sometimes you can't explain it. You just moved to predict something. <laughs> that said, against New England is the wrong time to pick that first win. I've got New England on the road three to one. Uh, Teal Bunbury, my man, is going to get it done. Yeah, Minnesota, another Minnesota, Minnesota native, Minnesota kid. So yeah, yeah maybe uh, he's he's one be one of the only Minnesota kids other than Jackson Uli who's not. On the Minnesota roster right now, so. Well, we have, yeah, I don't want to get into it, but, yeah, Minnesota sports always has this weird incestuous relationship with people who have a Minnesota relationship. Like, we got to get them. Same for the coaches. Got to have that Minnesota tie and stuff like yeah. that. And it's just a whole wealth of, like, tightly knit community and mediocrity. Yeah, that's, that's what Minnesota sports does. Anyways, we only have one question from the Twitter sphere unless something's coming uh, in Something came in uh, late, so, yeah, so let's, let's, let's do the first question. probably a we'll... shitty question, but. Yeah. What's right, the question? But, uh, why, why, I'm Let me, I'll at, ask the first I'm, question. I'm trying to make sure the other question You're gets You're parsing answered, it so, out. Yeah. Robert the Red, uh, uh, another another Liverpool fan, yep. uh, asks, which team is going to be the biggest disappointment? He's referring to the World Cup. Which team will be the biggest disappointment? Hmm, That's a good question. Well, there's 32 fucking teams. That's a lot of teams Honestly, to think about real I, quick. You know what? I think going back to that, I want to say Portugal. Portugal just they just <laughs> won the Euros. Um they, and they want it with it. And so, uh, you know, I think expectations and I'm, I'm saying this from a perspective of uh, I don't think Portugal is going to do well, but I think people think Portugal is going to do well. That's just it. And so I think in terms of expectations for the teams that are actually, you know, and, and I think Portugal is the team that that's going to be very, very disappointing in terms of teams that I think should do well and uh, will probably disappoint. Um, yeah, it would be stupid to say, like, Panama doesn't advance yeah. and Panama's a disappointment. That's no. not a disappointment. They're not supposed to. It has to be a team that's supposed to do well and does poorly. Portugal has the perfect pedigree for that. Yeah. Outstanding start at the top that gets all the attention, too weak on the bottom. I would say France is also poised to deliver that kind of performance just because we've seen from them that they can run hot and cold. If sure. they run hot, then I'm going to eat my words. Sure. But if they run cold and they can do that, then there we are. Um you know, for the like the actual like the actual one um, of, of teams that everybody thinks should do well, I'm gonna say Belgium. I think Belgium has a not great similar tournament. pedigree. Yeah, yeah, very very much. They, they are a round they of actually, sixteen pedigree, top to bottom. They haven't actually won anything. No. Um, 
they've ever earned with their reputation. As a, yeah. they, haven't, they haven't actually won anything. I think I say so. I say, yeah, I'll say Belgium is the team that sort of disappoints the most in terms of like gambling odds or whatever, like the best possible sure. teams that you know of the teams that have a chance to win it. You say France, I say Belgium. Mm-hmm. I think those two teams are very, very much likely to sort of disappoint. Yeah, yep. compared and, to expectations. Yeah, and, yep. get, and get knocked out in the in the knockout round or whatever yep, the first exactly. round. So, um, a couple other questions. So. Uh, Andy Schletz, uh, LaCribs, uh, his, 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 uh, I want to say wife, Margaret, maybe girlfriend. I can't remember. Sorry. His, uh, Sorry, la- Margaret. Lady, his lady friend. Yeah. His lady friend. The Mademoiselle. Um, uh, she has been listening to this podcast apparently with, oh, with no. Andy. I'm um, sorry. And, uh, we asked Andy if he, you know, she had any questions, and, she, and Andy responded. Just read this verbatim. Yeah, she don't, has no don't. questions. I think she's afraid of what you guys will turn it into. However, one question she has asked several times since introducing her to the loons is, how hot is Christian Ramirez? But I think all of our wives have said that at some point, eh? That's not even a question. That's yeah. She just wanted to say that Christian Ramirez is a good-looking guy. And he, and he is. You know, Who's the best-looking loon? Uh, Francisco Calvo. Like so, if if I had to, right, we, Brett, with hair, Brent Coleman. <laughs> that's the most ridiculous. <laughs> it's clearly not Brent Coleman. I um, mean, without with so taking Brent Coleman as he is currently constructed, um, as he's currently constructed. I might go with, I might go with Ibsen. Ibsen has um, Ibsen's go a good-looking guy. Ibsen's a good-looking guy. Don't yeah. get me wrong, and he he's gonna have that sort of like. Cary Grant elder statesman swagger to him as far as soccer players go. Uh, for me, it's Francisco Calvo. Um, he's 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 brash and cocky, and you can tell he's got better abs than anybody else in the back line and stuff like that. So if I had to enter into that deal where I'm like, look, this is my one. Like if I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cash in on my heterosexuality with a loon, it has to be a loon. It's gonna be Francisco Calvo. Now, what I will say is Christian Ramirez is a is a pretty good looking guy. Yeah, he's I don't think he's my cup of tea, but I, I will say this: you, if you're face. both. He's got, that's my thing. He's yeah, got a little bit of a uh, yeah. baby face, and, yeah. and I think that his ears are too wide. <laughs> I think his ears stick out too much, so he looks like a, a monkey. All right. That sounds racist. That's, uh, that's not <laughs> yeah, supposed please. to be racist, but, yeah. it's, but he looks kind of like a monkey. But so, but, but what I will say is, Andy, if you're listening, and your lovely lady whom you've not, Margaret. Who've you not given a name Hi, to, Margaret. Margaret? Yeah, Margaret? Uh, yeah, yeah, Mags. Maggie. We, we call her Mags. Uh, what's her last name? Uh, I, I probably probably Schletz. Because you don't know if they're married. <laughs> Listen. If she runs into an opportunity with Christian where she has the opportunity to forsake the vows she made to you on that blissful day, you may or may not have had. We don't know yeah. what your relationship is. But he, said, he said all of our wives. So I'm presuming they're okay, okay, sure. Give her the opportunity to continue to explore life and not reach that finish line and look back with one sullen breath as her meat flakes off the bone <laughs> like so much death and wonder what might have happened. Give her the chance to get a, a cornhole in by uh, Ramirez. Good yeah. lord! I mean, yeah. you you, there, you both be breaking your vows at that point, Ramirez and 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 Mags. So might as well do it. Uh, on a on a related note, who's the least attractive loon? That's that least attractive. Okay. Play, that plays now. I'm you know obviously. Inchy. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in the front office. I'll just but, uh, fucking yeah, burn bridges the, there. Guy who's actually seen the field. Who's oh. the least attractive loon? She was worried about what we turned this into, and she was she was right, Absolutely to, 100% right correct. to do that. Um, I'm, you can tell mentally I'm running through the roster top yeah. to bottom here, obviously. <laughs> so I don't think we have any, like, conventionally, obviously unattractive people, really. You but know what? if I had to go, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, uh, Miguel. Ooh, okay. I don't like Miguel's hair. I think Fair. he needs a, a better barber. I Fair. don't think he's an ugly dude, but if we got to rank against these guys, he's not. He's not really. 
Cutting the mustard, you know, as it were. Wyatt Omsberg. Can we count people who aren't obviously part of the starting 11? That's fair. Wyatt Omsberg looks like a fucking Indiana white cornbread Midwestern fucking guy. It's Kind of is. That's exactly <laughs> what he is. Yeah, uh, no, I would. No so I would proffer. So I proffer like sort of two different. Uh, two different. Two different answers to this question. Um, the the one the most generic like, like I'm just like eh. looks like a FIFA silhouette stand-in. Eric Miller is a pretty Eric like Miller, template. And, and, and to be guy. fair, like I I've talked to some people uh, <coughs> who were at the uh, Twins game when the when the uh, loons were there. Yeah, and some a couple people thought Eric Miller was actually a ticket rep. Until <laughs> awesome. someone was like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's Eric Miller." So, and then so, but my other, um, you know, I just, I just can't get, uh, I can't get past like Maximiano's teeth. I guess I, I haven't seen him. I'd have yeah. to go back and. So I don't know. Those are okay. but yeah, I mean, long story short, I think just Eric Miller, just because he's just so like, he's un- too generic. Yeah, too generic. Okay. Um, I mean. Eric, dye that hair blonde. Maybe put a streak in there. Do something, man. Spice it Do up. Something. Yeah. I mean, you know, for 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 Cassie, for the Coleman fam, you know, you yeah. gotta, gotta make it, gotta make it pop. Um, so yeah. And so, final question. Oh, this came in super late, but you know, we we went long. Um, Dan Scarup uh, asked us. Just saw this possibly too late since you're already recording, but. What nations that will most likely never make the World Cup would you love to see in the tournament? That's a really great question. Yeah. I wish I would have read it before as you read it. Yeah. So I could actually think about it. Um, Jesus. I We're going to have to edit out the silence that I'm about to stick in this fucking thing. I would I get, love to see... You know, can I, we, at least if we can't name it, can we name the kind of conditions that would say, this is the kind of country I want to see? Sure, go go for it. Oh, that was your way to stall and, and... Well, I have to stall and have to... Uh, whatever. So, so what so nations so that we, will most likely never make the World Cup would you love to see in the tournament? Yeah. I, you know... Um, it would probably I, be like a CONCACAF team, to be honest with you, I, I, or, or like an island team. You know, I, I love to see teams that really should never... Make, so, so the condition is that they have to be genuine underdogs. Yeah, so yeah. I like, guess maybe that's inherent in this question, but they, they have to be Iceland-style underdogs. Yeah, so a team right. that's like that's never like just just ne- I mean yeah Iceland, but even like more, like more ridiculous. Like so like, um, I mean I, Trinidad to make us made a World Cup, but it would it would be I would like going to your CONCACAF example. It'd be awesome to see Trinidad and Tobago World. make a World Cup. Well, that's like again. two countries. That's fucking yeah. unfair. At um, that point. but like so like a, a country like Aruba. Right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, or a Antigua uh, Barbuda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or Bar- so, Barbados. Sorry. It's so like a like a Faroe Island. Yeah, um, yeah. In the in in uh, in UEFA, like yeah. if something if, if a country like I, Faroe Island or uh, or uh, Montenegro, Montenegro, Montenegro is a great example, right? Like, obviously they're you know, it's a European country and all that, but like they're never like they're barely scoring goals in mm-hmm. in, in Europe, and they're and actually that Montenegro team has gotten better, but like a team like that that really has no chance in hell. Um, yeah. Of, of winning it so let me give you one answer that is the exact opposite of the logic which i just defined that i think so i obviously i want the the small teams the underdogs stuff like that i think and this isn't too far of a stretch because i don't think it's unlikely they would ever make it but china and part of the reason that i say that is because well, they'll make I, it because they're going to host it at some point <laughs> I, oh, certainly yeah but i think i think that a good chinese soccer infrastructure is good for world soccer it has a huge potential talent pool. 
they are investing as well as they can in trying to make soccer work there. They're making big sign. They're basically doing like MLS 2.0 type stuff and trying to make it happen there. Um, like, and, and I like that. I, you know, let's leave all the politics aside of, of Chinese-American relationships and trade relationships and things like that. I think that a good China infrastructure is good for world soccer by adding to the kinds of um, tournament infrastructure, player pool that could be potentially um, elite, uh, all this kind of stuff. They have these resources that could make it an incredible uh, bit of world soccer and could elevate the, the profile of the AFC. So that actually is the, about as well thought out an answer as I can give you in 30 seconds. Sure. Beyond the obvious, like, what if Antigua made it? You know, that would be a funny thing. Yeah. Well, I think it would be think good for world soccer for China to elevate sure. itself. Sure. The, the, the funniest and most awesome team to make it uh, would be Djibouti. Because you just get to say it say all Djibouti. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Excellent, Djibouti. Um, it's hard not to smile when you say yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's not. So that is uh, that's the end of the uh, the end of the podcast. This is a long one. Sorry, guys. Not too bad. Oh, okay, about a buck fifteen. Cool. All right, we kept it in there. We did. Just a little over the sixty-nine mark. So. I'll listen to the damn thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So definitely, you guys can follow us at uh, davesiknow.com. Uh, email us questions at the Daves I know MN at gmail.com at TDIKMN uh, on Twitter to find us. Again, r- just sort of shout out for that Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com backslash the Daves I know. Um, give us all your 69 senses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you have to think the minimum is $2. So I think get minimum is $2.69. Yeah. But you can do more if you want to do 5 69 or 669. <laughs> I fucking hate that 69. Or, sure. or uh, 969 or whatever's nice. Whatever's nice in your life, do that. Uh, you can find me at Texas Hour. You can find Martin. At regular David, uh, pounding out some Offensive Loons content, by the way, recently, which I I, re- <laughs> I really appreciate. I've gone off script a little bit. I've gone, I've regressed toward a, yeah. uh, an offensive we, meme we, there, Which we appreciate. So. It's not all offensive, though. I mean, I've got good points. I no, mean, they're why is it that every time I walk into a men's <laughs> urinal, it's covered in fucking pubes? Like, I don't have <laughs> pubes just falling off my body wherever I walk. Why is this happening that's, to people at the toilet? These are fair that's points. It's not meant to be offensive. That's well, that's, yeah, Those are fair points. Um, what you take us home, man? Anyway. Hey, we are the Daves You Know. This has been the Daves I Know. Thanks for listening. We can't do nothing at all. Long as you do yours, land here, become feet, cunt. Yeah. Uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, 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 y'